0: SCP-4349, but I play one on TV. Object Class, Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. Due to its nature as an infection, SCP-4349 cannot be physically contained. Suspected cases are to be quarantined under the cover story of a virulent but non-anomalous disease. Infected individuals are to be treated with an aggressive regimen of Foundation Antifungal Compound, Finley-15. If successful, treated individuals may be allowed to return to their lives. However, individuals which become instances of SCP-4349-2 are to be taken into Foundation custody and reported as deceased. If personality reassignment procedures are unsuccessful after 30 days of containment, SCP-4349-2 instances in custody are to be terminated. Level 1 biohazard equipment is sufficient for day-to-day treatment and interaction. However, the instigation of a diagnosis event requires a minimum of Level 3 equipment until such time that the event concludes. Researchers and staff personnel with any variety of sickness or visible injury are not allowed to interact with SCP-4349-2 instances in any capacity. One instance of SCP-4349-2 is to remain an ongoing containment in a standard humanoid containment cell for observation of long-term effects and is to be designated SCP-4349-2A. SCP-4349-2A is allowed requests for basic amenities and comforts. Under no circumstances is SCP-4349-2A or any instance of SCP-4349-2 to be allowed to perform surgery or provide medical treatment to others outside of controlled testing. Description SCP-4349 consists of both a fungal infection and those who have been infected by it. The fungus itself is classified as SCP-4349-1, and humans infected with SCP-4349-1 who have progressed to at least stage 3 of infection are classified as SCP-4349-2. SCP-4349-1 causes severe alterations to the host's brain, particularly in the areas associated with memory and personality. Instances of SCP-4349-2 will also release spores of SCP-4349-1, which induce mild psychological effects in bystanders. Although the origin and creation of SCP-4349 is not fully understood, current evidence points to an individual classified as Person of Interest-4349. Person of Interest-4349 is likely either Patient 0 or the creator of SCP-4349, though information is scarce. SCP-4349 was first identified by Foundation Resources on Redacted 1995, when Dr. Strand noticed that someone had been regularly parking in her designated spot at medical site Redacted. Her ensuing investigation led to the discovery of Drs. Howard, Fine, and Hackenbush who had been working at medical site Redacted, unquestioned for nearly a week. After isolating and interviewing the three suspects, Foundation forces were able to trace them back to the isolated town of Redacted, Colorado, where the local hospital was found to be manned by an entirely fictitious staff. An investigation of hospital records uncovered that a large portion of the staff had been transferred to other hospitals several weeks before discovery by the Foundation. The list of transferred hospitals include a large number of non-existent facilities, as well as several well-known regional hospitals, along with medical sites redacted, redacted, and redacted. The search for these doctors is ongoing. The progression of SCP-4349 takes the form of three stages, with a fourth intermittent state. Stage 1 consists of the first three days after initial infection. Symptoms are consistent with those of a mild fungal infection, such as severe headache, nausea, and photophobia. During this time, infected subjects often seek the attention of medical facilities. Stage 2 lasts for two days after stage 1. At this stage, symptoms subside as the infection appears to clear up naturally. Up until this point, SCP-4349-1 can be stopped and its effects prevented through treatment with antifungal composition Finley-15 with a 30% success rate. Stage 3 begins over the course of the next 5 days. During this time, the infected become increasingly disassociated with their previous identity and begins to take on qualities and mannerisms consistent with a famous doctor from film or television, usually one they are somewhat familiar with. Footnote 1 Testing has shown that this is not limited to medical doctors, but can include any character which utilizes the title so long as they are from a visual medium. At this point, the infectee is considered an instance of SCP-4349-2 and an active biohazard. Once an infection progresses fully into stage 3, the original personality of the SCP-4349-2 instance can be considered completely overwritten, and effectively lost. Heavy use of modified Class C amnestics has shown promise in removing the fictional personality, though the process requires a new one with false memories to replace it to allow reintegration into society. If SCP-4349-2 is not already at a medical facility, they will seek one out and begin working as though they had been employed for some time. SCP-4349-2 will steal or borrow medical equipment such as lab coats and stethoscopes, claiming to have lost theirs. Although SCP-4349-2 believe themselves to be doctors, their medical and technical knowledge is no more than what they knew prior to infection. Thus, any standard patients handled by SCP-4349-2 instances are often provided either rudimentary first aid or general recommendations. It is during this point that SCP-4349-2 instances begin to emit spores of SCP-4349-1. Spores are exhaled at a rate of approximately 10 mg per breath. At low concentrations, SCP-4349-1 spores are unlikely to cause infection, but will still produce a mild psychological effect when inhaled. This effect causes staff, other doctors, and patients to not question either the presence of SCP-4349-2 or their behavioral similarities to famous characters, instead inciting either ignorance or passive acceptance. Most people affected by the spores will respond to SCP-4349-2 instances with casual familiarity even if they had never met prior. When interviewed, coworkers of SCP-4349-2 generally state that they did not react to an unfamiliar employee because they felt like a doctor, and it felt natural for SCP-4349-2 to be there. Testing has shown that Level 1 Biohazard Personal Air Filtration Equipment and an awareness of this effect are sufficient to prevent this acceptance. Stage 4 is a temporary escalation of stage 3 known as a diagnosis event. Diagnosis events are known to occur once every 7 to 14 days. During the event, the SCP-4349-2 instance will fixate on one particular patient exclusively for a period of no less than 18 hours. No pattern has been recorded between the patients chosen or their particular maladies as SCP-4349-2, have been known to focus on patients suffering from conditions varying from a shattered collarbone to pancreatic cancer. Instances will ask passing medical staff to run a variety of illogical or pointless tests on the patient, and will acquire and read all available material and data related to their medical history. Instances of SCP-4349-2 will forego food, sleep, in personal hygiene during this time. During this time, the density of spores exhaled by SCP-4349-2 will increase by a factor ranging from 2 to 6. Following some currently unknown trigger, SCP-4349-2 will experience a breakthrough, in which they declare that they have discovered the cure to heal their patient. SCP-4349-2 instances will order nearby staff to provide treatment via specific medicine or surgical procedures. To date, almost all suggested treatments and procedures have been completely fictitious, though they were given names that followed modern treatment naming conventions. Influenced staff will usually bring whatever chemical or treatment available has the most phonetically similar name to what was requested, regardless of its intended purpose. Once medication is provided, SCP 4349 2 will insist on applying treatment, or if applicable, performing the surgery itself. From this point, one of three scenarios will manifest. Scenario 1 Treatment is unsuccessful. In approximately 60% of cases, the treatment is unsuccessful. This is known as a failed diagnosis event. In all failed diagnosis events, The patient dies, most often due to an adverse reaction with the chemicals used in the treatment, or through blood loss due to SCP 4349 2's untrained attempt at surgery. SCP 4349 2 will express remorse at their inability to provide treatment in time and remain despondent for approximately one day before returning to normal stage 3 activity. In all recorded instances, SCP-4349-2 exclusively blames their inability to diagnose the patient quickly enough and remains adamant that their treatment would have worked if only they had thought of it sooner. Scenario 2 Treatment is successful In the remaining 40% of cases, the provided treatment successfully cures the patient. Regardless of prior conditions or what actions SCP-4349-2 performs, the affected patient will awake from anesthesia within 8 hours, fully cured of whatever ailment caused them to seek medical attention. Footnote 2. These treatments are exclusive to each particular diagnosis event and fail to provide repeated results and controlled testing. Despite this miraculous effect, the healed patient also has an 85% chance of becoming infected with SCP-4349-1 during treatment. SCP-4349-2 will recommend that the patient remain for observation for several days, footnote 3, usually a period of time sufficient for stage 1 symptoms to develop and warrant a longer stay, and maintain a cheerful disposition for approximately 3 days. Spore levels will also drop back to normal at this time. If an instance of SCP-4349-2 does manifest from a patient, Upon developing their new personality, they will immediately begin working, starting with discharging their previous name from the hospital ledger. Scenario 3 SCP-4349-2 is prevented from providing treatment. If treatment is prevented, SCP-4349-2 will become increasingly hostile towards whatever force or factor is preventing it. If a chemical treatment is denied or out of stock, SCP 4349 2 will attempt to synthesize a similar compound or demand that another patient relinquish their supply. The results of synthesized treatments have met with a 100% rate of failure when subsequently administered to a patient. If forcefully restrained, SCP 4349 2 will become violent and belligerent towards whoever applied the restraints. SCP-4349-2 will often utilize emotional manipulation via either appealing to their captor's sense of humanity and invoking the Hippocratic Oath, or insulting their captor with terms such as witch doctor, murderer, and simple-minded fool. If SCP-4349-2 and its recommended treatment are withheld from the patient for 9 hours, all of the patient's vital signs will immediately cease. Autopsies performed afterward have shown cause of death to be an immediate and complete shutdown of all organ systems. In response, SCP-4349-2 will sob profusely over its inability to save the patient. SCP-4349-2 will put the bare minimum of effort into its work with patients over the next few days, preferring to spend its time walking slowly through hallways gazing silently out of windows, and drinking any available alcoholic beverages. Other staff will express concern for the co-worker, but will not interfere. This behavior will continue until the next diagnosis effect begins. Addendum. Interview Log. Interviewed. SCP-4349-2A Footnote 4. Formerly Dr. Brown-Hensley head of pediatric services at Redacted Hospital, and the oldest member of the original staff available at the time of discovery. Currently self-identifies as Dr. Zachary Smith, a character from the 1960s television series Lost in Space. Interviewer Dr. Meredith Strand Forward The following interview was conducted for the purpose of establishing the origin of SCP-4349 and a timeline of events leading up to the current state of the redacted hospital. Dr. Strand was informed to not contradict SCP-4349-2A's delusions in order to expedite the retrieval of information. Begin Log Dr. Strand Good afternoon, doctor. How are you feeling? SCP-4349-2A Oh, the pain. The pain. I haven't slept for weeks, my poor back aches constantly, and this lighting is giving me a splitting headache. Could you be a dear in page Dr. Quinn? She never fails to get to the root of my problems. I'm not sure if she is available, but I'll see what I can do. Actually, I was hoping we could continue with what we had been discussing last time, about Redacted Hospital. Oh, this again. I still fail to understand you and your associates' problem with us. We have the most doctors per capita of any hospital in Colorado. Some of the finest, too. There's not a soul alive who can outperform Dr. Pierce when it comes to invasive surgery. I'm sure. Now, you told me yesterday that you began your work at the hospital 43 years ago. Is that correct? Indeed. In the spring of 52. Though you could barely call it a hospital at the time. A little town like that in the middle of nowhere. Like working out of a shed. There wasn't much space then? Bah. Space. Don't talk to me about space. We had plenty of space. You know what we didn't have? Equipment, supplies, and doctors. Especially doctors. You lacked sufficient personnel. After the war, no young people wanted to become doctors anymore. All they wanted to do was watch television and be spacemen, the simmering simpletons. Do you know what's out there in space? A lot of things that went to eat you, and little good living conditions. I should know. I lived out there for years. Let's get back on track. So you went from woefully understaffed to having the most doctors in the state. How did that happen? How else? News spreads. When you have one doctor who can perform miracle surgeries, more follow. A hospital builds reputation, and more and more talented people start to come in droves. A miracle doctor? Yes. Funny man. Very charming, though. Charismatic, too. All the nurses loved him. Probably some of the doctors, too, but you don't speak of such things in these days. I never saw a patient he couldn't cure. Just showed up one day, out of the blue. And when was this? Oh, when was it? Uh, 54, I believe. Autumn, maybe? Yes. Yes, that's right. Do you remember his name? His appearance? Is he still in the hospital? Calm yourself, doctor. I fear for your blood pressure. He was a handsome man, certainly. Older than me at the time. Late 40s, maybe? As to your other question, no. He left the hospital several weeks ago, along with much of the rest of the staff. Transferred off to who knows where to keep doing good work. Wait, you said he was in his 40s when he began working with you, but was also still working several weeks ago? Should he not have retired? Oh, no. Retire? Him? Perish the thought but surely he must have been nearly a century old. Even from a physical standpoint, how could he continue his work as a doctor at that age? Pardon me, doctor, but I think you must have your numbers mixed up. The last time I saw him, he had a smidge of salt in his hair, but was still as youthful as the day I met him. I'd say probably somewhere in his mid-forties. Dr. Strand does not respond immediately. SCP-4349-2A shrugs. I told you, he was a funny man. Take what you will. Now, as for his name, it was... SCP-4349-2A pauses and seems confused. How very peculiar. I've worked with the man for over 40 years and yet I can't recall his name. Something with an S? No. Wait, yes. ST it definitely began with that. And it had an unusual spelling. I'm confident there was a Y in it somewhere. SCP-4349-2A squints into the ceiling-mounted lights and becomes distressed. Oh, blast these lights. Giving me such a headache. I can't think of the name of the man who saved the hospital a thousand times over. If only we could get rid of the lights. Yes, get rid- SCP-4349-2A ceases talking and stares into the lights for several seconds. Doctor? Dr. hens I mean, Dr. Smith? Are you alright? The lights. That's it. SCP-4349-2A grabs Dr. Strand by her shoulders. That man, the one who served me breakfast yesterday. He had such a terrible cough, and I just figured out how to cure it. Security? Security, someone get in here. Wait, wait, you're a doctor. You should understand. I know how to help that poor man. Get me 50 cc's of tripsaridine. I need to administer it to him while keeping him in complete darkness. Please, it's the only way. I can save him. End log. Closing statement. Following the interview... Security forces sedated SCP-4349-2A. Dr. Strand was shaken but unharmed. The D-class who had served SCP-4349-2A breakfast expired nine hours later. In subsequent interviews, SCP-4349-2A was unable to recall any details about his colleague beyond his skills as a doctor. This individual has been classified as person of interest 4349. His whereabouts are currently under investigation. Thank you for listening to SCP-4349, But I Play One on TV, by Silver Tongued Madness. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description to the SCP Wiki, and vote it up to support the author and the SCP Wiki as a whole.